Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. So I just like, just start saying it. Shants and Chew are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. That, okay. Shants and Chew are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is the sneakers edition, a teachable moment. My name is Michael Schantz, sorry to Schantz, of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, as always, the woman that's never seeing the movies she should see, Lady Chu. The woman I like to shout out and shout at. Lady Chu of Tua T Fitness. Hi, Chu. <laughs> Hi, Chance. <laughs> <laughs> All of those things were correct. Indeed. Yeah. Um, am I the only person who doesn't know what sneakers, who didn't know what sneakers was? No, I don't think so. Or is this like a, is this like a definitely well-known movie? Because I've literally never oh, heard I didn't, of it. Oh, I, I thought in you my meant life. like the job of sneaking. Because like towards the end, uh, you know, River Phoenix says that was like I can't believe we did the greatest yeah. sneak of all time, and nobody knows. Like yeah. I don't know that that's a thing, but I do like the title still. <laughs> I literally thought I was like, why would somebody name a movie sne- Sneakers? Right. Why would they? Why would they call them? Why? Why is a movie referring to tennis shoes? Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> do they wear tennis shoes so they can be quieter is that what it is sneakers you can't wear boots if you're sneaking i guess so <laughs> i gotta tell you chew this all came about because of the director of this movie phil alden robinson who as we discussed as i'm sure you don't remember wrote or had his hand in writing Rhinestone. Oh, that's right. And then we talked about the fact that he directed Field of Dreams, which you have seen. He's also directed The Sum of All Fears, which I know you don't know. But he's also written two movies, All of Me and Fletch. Okay. Take your word for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my next question was, have you even heard of Fletch? I know you haven't heard of all of me. But what about Fletch? I don't think so. God damn it, you fucking grievance. Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a generational thing, but Chevy Chase is is not my most favorite. Right? Like, I'm not going to. I think it's just me. When? That's fine. Chevy Chase, before we knew how big a dick he supposedly is. Yeah. That we all loved Chevy Chase. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I'm, like, I don't seek out his work, uh, is because I, I've i heard that he's a dick. And I'm just like, ah, come on. Come on. That seems all the more reason for you to be connected to him. <laughs> Boom. Got her. I don't treat people like shit (laughs) on purpose. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. (laughs) Fucking fuck. (laughs) All right. Well, that's how this movie came about. We're talking about Sneakers, a 1992 film. I have to admit to you. You sounded so skeptical about this movie when I brought it up, because obviously you had never heard of it. I had never heard of it, and if you had told me that Robert Redford was in it, I would have been like, okay, sold. But you didn't tell me that, and I didn't know that. (laughs) Nice. So, next time, if we do a movie with Robert Redford, that's all you got to say. Don't bury that lead. Yeah, just be like, hey, 
Robert's in it. I'm like, sign me up. Done. Sign me the fuck up. Well, I was starting to feel like in the back of my head a little like, oh, God, what if she didn't like this movie and I ruined my streak? And then the movie started and I thought, no fucking chance. <laughs> this movie is amazing. It's fun. I like this. It's I like so these good. movies. Yeah. This I movie like has sneaking around. 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, which even that feels low to me. This could have had more. Somewhere Absolutely. between 85 and 95 is where it should be. Yeah, this was fun. Oh, I love this movie. Budget of $23 million, Chew. Had an opening weekend of $10 million. In the USA, $51.4 million. And in the world, $105 million. Okay, so it did well. Yeah. Did well. It's a fucking hit. Yeah. All right. First and first, mostly thoughts. Like, as the um, movie unfolded, what were you thinking? Um. Oh, I mean, they. you kind of get an idea within the first, like, 15 minutes. You're like, oh, I understand what kind of movie this is. Mm -hmm. I'm all in. I'm on board. And uh, It's a great you know. first scene, right? Like, those two actors look so much... Like Robert Redford and Ben yeah. Kingsley as younger people. They did a really good job of uh, casting the younger selves, ah. for sure. Um, was that supposed to be... That wasn't supposed to be Watergate, right? Like, and the only reason I'm connecting that is because they were sneaking around at night. Uh, and then they'd mentioned Nixon. You mean where they were? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. You know what that, you know what, you want to know what the actual establishing shot is? What? Of where they were. It's the clock tower from Back to the Future. Oh, oh, that's fun. Isn't that cool? It is fun. Boom. Boom. Fun back. Dropping knowledge. As always. <laughs> You're welcome, Chew. It's not hard to do around me. It's not hard. <laughs> Um, what were we talking about? Oh, first thoughts. First and first mostly. First or first mostly. Um, yeah. I mean, we know that his friend, so his friend gets caught. You know, he goes out, he draws the short straw, essentially goes out for pizza. His friend gets caught by the authorities, goes to prison. So, but at that point, we know we're going to see that friend again. Oh, sure. Yeah. You're like, he's going to be pissed. But I also like how Phil Alden Robinson had the sort of aspect ratio. Like they had it all just in a little square box for that beginning scene. Oh. And then you was, and then you kind of, that box turns into a television set inside their van while he's sleeping. While oh, yeah, Redford's that's sleeping. Right. Yeah. And we go to movie mode. Fun. Yeah. Come on. All that was good. good shit. That was good. <laughs> um, I feel like everybody was really well cast. Um, like all the sneakers. Oh, they're so perfect. Yeah. Like, uh, River Phoenix was great. Loved him. All he ever wanted was just like a girl's phone number, essentially. <laughs> yeah. He didn't need any money. He just wanted to be with a woman. Bless him. I <laughs> <laughs> can respect that. <laughs> Oh, funny. I wonder if David Strathairn needs to apologize for playing a blind man. Can only blind people play blind people now? God damn it. Is that I, the... I didn't know if it was offensive or funny. I... <laughs> God, shit. Well, they're certainly playing it for laughs. Right. Um, I guess eyes were cro were severely crossed at some points, but not all but the time. But so good. Um, you know, it's funny. I know that he is a very very good actor mm -hmm. but every time i see him i can only think of him as the creepy horrible father in dolores claiborne and i uh -oh. really struggle with that and i know he's better than that i know that as a person yes i know that that <laughs> role does not define him 
It's not who he is. It's not who he is, but I mean, he's not a molester, Chew. No, I know. (laughs) It's acting. I understand, but it was such. He did it so well. (laughs) I think about that movie often. That scene on the ferry. I'm just like, it's fucking awful. Oh, I like shivers. But what's more awful is I imagined you walking down Hollywood Boulevard and just happening to see David Strathairn and then yelling, police, police, (laughs) and pointing at him. I would would never. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm going to have a hard time not thinking about that movie. If you say so. Sorry, David. I know you're better. It's me, not you. I'll say. It, I I knew this. It's me. <laughs> I mean, damn, Chew. Yeah, <sighs> we. Okay, let's move on. Let's move away from the molester Poor from innocent actors just go into prison on your say-so. <laughs> You're these ones saying I'm going to do that, and I'm saying I'm not going to do that. I promise. <laughs> I will not. Um. So I, I assume, as always, you've taken no notes. I didn't. Not a lick. If I were listing grievances and positive points, I would have 41 positive points. Wow. And you know, I don't grievances. take notes during uh, during uh, teachable moments because I want to enjoy it. Oh, I, I can't enjoy I something and take notes. Ugh. I did. Well, you and I aren't the same. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking clearly. (laughs) Get off my dick. You got short with me quickly. (laughs) I just did that for gigs. (laughs) Back off, mister. (laughs) Shit. Yeah, Um, but I realized I would have only three grievances with this movie. What were they? David being blind? No. I mean, you know, he's blind. <laughs> you know. <laughs> the character is blind. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I'm sure there are some blind actors, but I don't know. I can't think of a blind actor off the top of my head who's as good an actor as it's David, David. Strathairn is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what were your grievances? One, after they, like, escape from the fake NSA agents, Timothy Busfield. Yeah. That's they hide, from They hide at Liz's apartment. Yeah. I feel like they're easy to find there. You need yeah. to go somewhere else. Like, why isn't she on anybody's radar? Exactly. That's they, ridiculous. They have all known each other for fucking years. So if they if it stands to reason, if they know who Bishop is, why wouldn't they know who she is? Exactly right. Come on. Yeah, you're right. Small, teensy grievance. Yes. Um, and kind of connected to that is after that, they immediately go back to their place. Now, yeah. at least they're there for only three minutes before Robert Redford says... Pack everything up that you can. We This place isn't safe. We got to go. But, right. you know, in reality, you don't go back there at all. <laughs> Fuck no. Yeah. For anything. Yeah. If you're, if you're Crease and Bishop, you make a phone call and say, pack the shit up, get out, meet us here. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, I did not like the casual racism towards the end of that guard Oof, from Playtronics. Midnight? He I didn't said, like you that. You too, midnight. Ooh, bitch. Not shut, necessary, sir. Shut the fuck up. Uh, also, counterweighted with that is this idea that the reason Crease, like Sydney Pointier, is so fucking good that he can make it great, but the idea of like the angry black man. Mm, yeah. Like. The reason he left the CIA was because of his temper. But he's so good that that line is, you know, when he says to Dan Aykroyd, did I ever tell you? And they have shotguns on them, you know? Did I ever tell you 
why I left the CIA. Ackroyd's just got his hands up and he's like, no. It's like, my temper. And then when he gets the guns from him, he's like, motherfucker, split your skull. I was like, fuck yeah, Sydney. Yeah. Get it. That, that guy had it coming. Earned. Yep. Bitch. Uh, and also just that fact that like after the rooftop thing at the end and they get back into the van, like there's like a hundred guards chasing them in the building. And once they're outside of the building, there's just no one. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think they were well trained. But that's it. Those, Everything those else is fucking great. Yeah. All right. Chu, for the benefit of any people who are as silly as you are and have not seen this movie, can you do us a favor and explain the plot? I think I can do that. Boom. Nail it. Nail it. Okay. Hold, please. Not for any background noise, just for me. Got to get for my words together. purposes. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Jeopardy music is playing in my head. Good luck. Um, okay, ready. And three. <laughs> and let's do it. Okay. You don't have to edit any of this out. <laughs> oh, there's fine. no fucking way I'm <laughs> editing any of this out. <laughs> uh, and we're, everyone's like, fuck, spit it out, Michelle. Like, get to the fucking, I'm trying. Okay, I'm fucking trying. There's a color wheel spinning in front of your face right now on Zoom. <laughs> no fucking kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. Sneakers is... Um, a movie about some, they don't heist, right? Like they, they do, but, but they just move around other people's money to do that. Yeah. So, uh, Robert find out like the weaknesses and say a bank's security measures. Right. Um, yeah. So Robert Redford and his team, or maybe just him, I I don't know if anybody actually knows about the team, but he gets hired on to. Uh, test, yeah, bank securities and check the integrity of said security. So he pretends they hire him. Hey, steal like a hundred grand, see how easy it is, and then we'll write you a check. Yeah. Um. And then the supposedly the NSA, spoiler alert, supposedly the NSA uh, contacts <laughs> him. Was like, hey, we know you got a record. We can make it go away. But there's this thing you have to do for us, and we'll pay you $175,000, which to me is a weird fucking number. Why not just even make it an even two? Why not two? go 200? Yeah. Or a million. I don't know. If it's that fucking important, can't you You can afford to pay me more than 175 Which right? we'll find out by the like, end of the movie. Like, suck my dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's essentially they have to steal this code breaker yeah like the code breaker and um they assume that it's russian or they plant the idea that it's a russian code breaker oh yeah because like historically we're right after the cold war right and so this movie plays a lot into hey look like we still try to get your secrets and you try to you know get ours and uh there's not a lot of trust there there's still some high tensions Yeah. yeah Um, so the NSA hires them to steal the shit and then they find out it's very, very serious and that the supposed NSA might not be the NSA, (laughs) not them at all. Um, and then they start running from uh, everybody. They can't trust anybody. Everyone's got secrets. Hashtag too many secrets. Too many secrets. Too many secrets. (laughs) And then... As always, but in a good way, bad things happen. <laughs> bad things happen. And good things. And good things. Yeah. Well done. That was okay. It's really hard for me to describe these types of like heisty movies because it's always a little more complicated. You know? So you have it's to not like that complicated. It's not. It's just me. It's me, not you. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Mm. All right. Well, why don't we take a break? 
that sounds normal. We've gotten as we've gotten as far that as we so, normally that do. That sounds accurate. Yeah. <laughs> How do we have listeners? I don't know. <laughs> we got at least two or three. <laughs> Loyal. Yeah, you, Tom, and one other person, and Pangle. <laughs> You're not even counted in the group. <laughs> no. You're like Sorry. I'm not listening to this shit. All right, everyone, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and we will discuss sneakers a bit more. Right after this. Party. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California, but even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of molten hops in your life. And Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing the 1992 film Sneakers. Directed by Phil Alden Robinson Chu. Yeah. All right. So... We, we kind of referenced this. We had that front scene in which Cosmo is arrested and Bishop gets away. And that's 1969. And then we go to present day. And he is at a bank. So they're sneaking into a bank. And that whole scene I just fucking love. You find out... The exposition for all your characters is so great. Like, you find out that Dan Aykroyd is, like, a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. You find out that uh, Kreese was in the CIA. You already know the background of Robert Redford. You can clearly see that you have a kid on the team, and you know that uh, that clearly there's a blind man on the team, but that his hearing is such that it uh, benefits the team tenfold, right? But you also find out that they don't make a great living at this, which to me is strange. Yeah, When that lady like types out the check and she's like, it's not a very good living after he says it's a living. Yeah. Like, why is he not charging more? Charge more. Duh. This is important work. Yeah, which makes me wonder what was on the check. I know. I want to know too. Like, because I would charge. It's we charging like at least fifty to a hundred grand. Yeah. So you have that whole front scene, and that just establishes what they do, how they do it, and who they all are. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, what is it? Uh, River Phoenix comes in and he goes, "We've got clients." And yeah. The first thing Redford says is shoes. expensive like that's the first thing that you look at are the shoes which is a good call yeah you can tell a lot about a person like Like in espionage that's supposed to be a thing even if people do quick changes yeah the one thing they never change is their shoes so i think cia dudes look at shoes a lot yeah actually that when they mentioned that the first thing i thought of was shawshank and Mm. when he changed the shoes and then Morgan Freeman noticed. Uh, yeah, he's like, I mean, how often do you look at a man's shoes? I'm like, right. Well, surely you should be looking more. Well, Shawshank, you hear the clickety clack yeah. of nice shoes walking down the hall. I'm like, yeah, those those inmates' boots should not have been clickety clacking. 
Okay. Yeah, exactly. Should have been a soft p, you know. <laughs> but at any rate, we get uh, Timothy Busfield and Eddie Jones posing. Well, we don't know this at the time, but uh, right. they declare themselves as NSA. And I love the jokes that are written in this scene where like where Robert Redford says, oh, so you're the guys I hear on the other end of my telephone calls. And he goes, no, that's the FBI. He's like, oh, you're just the guys that overthrow governments. Then he goes, no, that's the CIA. (laughs) We're just trying to hold on to our secrets, Marty. We're the good guys. But then they let him know that they know that he is Martin Bryce. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to play ball. Shit. And find this code-breaking box for us, or we're turning you in. Yeah. Good he's shit. Like, he's like, well, you got me. Yep. He's like, oh, fuck. And I love, because the next scene is him explaining it to it, all this to his team. And the first thing you hear is just Sidney Poitier going, like, I can't believe you haven't told your team all <laughs> yeah. this shit. And he's like, yeah, well, why did you get kicked out of the CIA? He's like, man, shut up. <laughs> everybody's got secrets yeah but what i love is the moment where robert redford goes listen the like the the game is live the target is unaware but if you guys don't want to do it just to keep me out of jail (laughs) i understand (laughs) it's like serious guilt trip (laughs) oh man such a teenager guilt trip he's giving them (laughs) And he sold it really well. He was very serious and like kind of nonchalant about it. Like, I mean, you know, it's fine. It's okay. Just go to jail. I'll just go to prison. Which means you're all out of work, by the way. (laughs) But there's still great jokes because, you know, who who's the first one? I think I think it's. Strathairn, right? Isn't it Whistler who says, well, I don't care if you go to jail. I'm just doing it for the money. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dan Aykroyd's like, tell me that part again about, about the killing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> why is his name? Why do they call him Mother? I don't know. Motherboards? Maybe. Computer, you know, his computer shit? Yeah. That could be it. That's where my mind always goes. Huge conspiracy nerd. But then, like, Sidney Poitier points out, you guys would be chalk outlines without me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, come on. Everybody just wants a little bit of that $175. And frankly, $175,000 split, what, five ways? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with not enough. I don't know the math on there right off the top of my head, but that's not enough. You don't think so? I know so. Hold on. Let me do so some you, quick math. But you would have been up for the uh, $200,000? I mean, it's $35,000 a piece. I just did the math. Yeah. Um, that just is not enough for me to do that job. Absolutely fucking not. No. That's it. A- pretty good chunk of change $35,000 to find the ultimate cult code breaker to literally bring down the world as we know it I'm gonna go with fucking cough it up okay (laughs) 500 a billion dollars I mean that's essentially nothing a hundred thousand if you're gonna bring down the world you can give me a billion dollars that's fine yeah but like you got to remember, they're, they think they're doing it for the government. At that time, you would have thought of the government maybe a little bit differently, too. True. That's fair. Like, now we're just printing money to print money. Yeah. <laughs> but It really doesn't mean anything. They said that in the movie. Yeah. Money doesn't mean anything. It's like, it's not real. And you're like, well, we know just that now. ones and zeros. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what that is now. You know, this is at the beginning of the Clinton administration. They're trying to balance budgets. Well, if you're trying to do it, do a big job conservatively, fucking do it yourself. Okay? Get out of here. That's, they won't let them. They talk about that. It's kind of illegal. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Well, so um, then we meet Liz. Yeah. Who's also hot, like, by the way. Yeah. Stunning. Oh, come on. You yeah. kidding me? Mary McDonald? Fuck yeah. Yeah. But I also like when he says, I, they're like, who do you want to take? to Because the, basically they're going to check up on the mathematician. They're going to like yeah. go to a symposium that he's giving, some kind of speech, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, nah, I thought I'd take Liz. And I love that Like, it just makes all of them stop in their tracks. And they like <laughs> yeah. turn around. He's like, what? <laughs> oh, Liz. And their rapport with each other, to me, is fantastic. It's so amazing. It's really good. Come on. Like, I believed the chemistry. Yes. Yeah. Like, you could see the whole history of their relationship. Yeah. Come on. Two great actors doing great work. Yep. And she says they're not going to get back together, but you know she wants to get back together. Yeah. She just doesn't want to <laughs> be were... fucked over. Uh, when they're at the, at the, when they're watching the mathematician and Robert Redford kind of looks over and he's like, so, uh, you seeing anybody? (laughs) And then she kind of mentions that this is about like ultimate code breaking. And then he gets interested. She's like, so are you seeing anybody? (laughs) (laughs) It's great shit. That was good. What about the bit when they're watching they're watching his office, they're like finding out everything that's in his office. And then the woman comes in. Oh, yeah. And everybody wants to take a look cuz it looks, you know, they're getting all, you know, frisky. And then poor Carly's like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, let me see." And he's like, "Carl, come on." He's like, "Grow up." Yeah. And then Sydney walks over. "Hey, yeah. um, let, let me have see. a look." <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, Chu, did you recognize the woman? Yes, but I can't remember off the top of my head where we've seen her. But yeah, oh. absolutely. Her name's Lee Garrington, or Gerlington. She's the bad cop in Cobra. Bad cop. Oh, that's right. The weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good, right? Wow. And she's so funny. She is funny. She's really good. Yeah, when they he sneaks in, when Robert Redford sneaks into the office to grab the... The whole an- bit. The answering machine, but it's really the box that they need. Yeah. Um. And she walks in. She's like, who, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm, I'm a P.I., and what's his face? His wife. Well, because they've got me. the earwig in his ear, yeah. and they're feeding him what to say. Yeah. That, well, and also, how about uh, breaking down the door, the electronic keypad? And they're I... like, "Don't even fuck around, Martin. Those things are impossible to get through." <laughs> Dan Aykroyd brings out this little book. He's like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> so all you hear is Robert Redford. He's like, "So you see, pointy." He goes, "All right, maybe you could try this." And then you have like a solid twenty seconds of. Yeah. Robert Redford just clearly listening and going, uh-huh, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, uh-huh, right, uh-huh. Right. Okay. All right, I'll give it a try. And he just <laughs> kicks the door open. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I feel like it would have been really hard to get through that scene. Uh-huh, uh, right. Yep, okay. That was good. It was good shit. Promise to give him head whenever he asks. <laughs> right. Because she's supposed the wife supposedly withholding uh, marital favors, I yeah. think is what, what it was. It was fucking funny. So the but uh for those of you who haven't seen it, they're they're fucking with Martin on the on the intercom and telling him what to say, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Strathair says, and promise to give him head whenever he asks. And he's like, give him head. <sighs> Help. Help him. Be a beacon of light. Be a beacon. (laughs) She leaves. He's like, give him head. They're like, be a beacon. (laughs) So good. That was fucking Oh. 
Cattle mutilations are up. <laughs> Sydney is just not having fucking any of it. Like, Dan Aykroyd. Up. I think I remember reading somewhere along the way that Aykroyd um, improvised a lot of the stuff. And the one line he improvised, I'm pretty sure. Was cattle mutilations? No. I can't remember what they were talking about at first. Um, but they're t- they're talking about something, and he goes, "Fine, don't believe me. It's the same people <laughs> who framed Pete Rose." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Uh, he's fucking funny. He's like truly great in this movie. Yeah. I wish Dan Aykroyd was still doing movies. I miss him. I'd watch. I'd watch that. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, they so they get the box, they take it home, and they're going to turn it into the NSA in the morning. And then out of nowhere... Um, the mathematician dies. Right? Well, but we don't know that yet. Like, okay. uh, Like, first we have, like, Whistler fucking with the box... At the party, and then Bishop kind of realizes C-Tech astronomy doesn't mean anything, and they start playing around with the uh, letters. Yeah, that's right. That was fun. Uh, I also like when it says Cootie's Rat Semen, <laughs> when they rearrange the letters, and he looks at Liz, and they're both like, mm, no, no. no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Cootie's rat semen. Like 1,000% a boy came up with that. (laughs) It couldn't be any other way. No. Like Jenkins' 12-year-old self came up with that. Exactly. (laughs) Like all the writers are in a room and they're like pitching ideas of what phrases you can make out of C-Tech astronomy and... Like, slowly pushed across the table, Jenkins, like, on a piece of paper. Check that out, motherfuckers. Cootie's rat semen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, fuck. But uh, what I do like... Generally speaking, in terms of the movie, in in that whole scene, is they find out that this is the this basically is a key to unlock because because Whistler starts undoing banks, un, undoing like air control, the Federal Reserve, and they realize, and all of a sudden, Sidney Poitier, like he raises the stakes when he's like, "There's not a government." in the world that wouldn't kill us all for that thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like this movie, you're like, oh, fuck, these guys are fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Like, get rid of that box. And then, and then, so, but you, do you think there was a gun inside that briefcase when they tried to turn in the box the next morning? Yeah. Fucking the mean old, yeah, mean old chunkster. He's up to no fucking good. He's a bad guy. It's kind of risky, though, because Sidney Poitier, he's far away. Yeah. So if you shoot Martin right in, you know, and I get that he's right in front of them, but. Yeah. And it's in your broad fucking daylight. Right. Yeah. I I bet my ass there isn't a fucking silencer on that gun. No. I mean, no, yeah, be. I think there's a gun, but it, it's risky. But yeah, I'm just saying broad daylight, you're taking a chance. Yeah. But they get away. Ooh. That that burp attacked me. Sorry. <laughs> Sounds like you were glitching out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> I had hostess chocolate donut. Nice. And I'm being punished for it. <laughs> Those Richly are horrible punished. and fantastic at the same time. Like delicious yeah. and waxy. Sign me up. Waxy, exactly. Yeah. That waxy chocolate. You ever yeah. buy something at the grocery store that you haven't bought and, you know. 30 years, and you're like, why did I do that? Yep, the little apple pies. The single apple. Fuck me up. The crust? Fuck me up. (laughs) So good. All right. 
Well, at this point, there's like there's a whole kind of espionage thing. Like he, they realize they're in trouble. They pack everything up. He goes to the Russian consulate for a concert and takes the what the attaché, something or other, takes that guy hostage. But basically, yeah. what happens is he gets kidnapped. Right, and the other and guy then he gets finds shot. out. He, yeah, that guy's dead. Greg. And his driver, that poor fucking driver yeah. who just ran away. He's By the way, don't get out of the car and run away. Stupid. Fucking turn that car on and drive away. Dumb. <laughs> you blew that one. You panicked in the last moments of your <laughs> life. <laughs> Ugh, that is not how I want to go out. You're not going to catch no. me panicking in my last moments. Shoo. Absolutely fucking that. You were the not. first person I thought of. I was like, oh, that guy's a panicker. <laughs> You're inside a car. Drive Just away. Just think for a second. Damn it. <laughs> for a fucking second. Let's see. I'm going to undo the seatbelt. I'm going to open the door and I'm going to run away. All They'll wasted They'll never time. catch me. <laughs> Dumbass. All right. Maybe we'll, let's take another break. Let's okay. take another break and then we'll come back and we'll finish up. How about that? Party. Excellent. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound. But as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target. Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target. That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing the Phil Alden Robinson fucking gem sneakers from 1992. Come on, Chu. You're so happy you saw this. This was so fun. And honestly, I would have felt... I probably wouldn't have felt that differently if Robert Red Redford hadn't been in it, but I would have felt a little differently because he's awesome. Oh, he's so good. I would love to meet him, and I don't know what I would say. So probably I don't need to meet him. <laughs> like, what the fuck would I even, what, what would I even say? Want to be on the podcast? I, no. I would clam up. Wouldn't be able to say any of the stupid shit I normally say. <laughs> no, I can't meet him. Not that that's even on the table. <laughs> you just lead with "Don't be a panicker." <laughs> he sorry. doesn't strike Can me I as help a panicker, you, ma'am. Because <laughs> you're coming off a bit panicky right now <laughs> with your just declarations a... of "Don't panic." <laughs> what absolutely? I might panic. That might be a panic situation. Oh. But you don't Robert panic. Red. Ah, it's Robert Redford. He'd He's have to wear a suit. Fucking great. If we did a, the podcast, he'd have to wear the suit from the sting and do his hair the same way. Can he lick his fork with a spoon or lick his yeah, suck on his fork? He has to stop the... that bullshit right fucking now. <laughs> stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what you lead with. Let me tell you something. I love the movie The Sting. But you know what you did that's totally fucking gross and you can't ever do again on film or off film? Put, Lick the butt end of a fork. Put the handle of a fork in your mouth. <laughs> Shithead. And then you'll, would... <laughs> then you'll get either a, a sturdy laugh or a quizzical look. And if you get the quizzical look, you know that you're it's not too... talking anymore. I... <laughs> yeah. Too far. You're done. <laughs> oh, great. Well, uh, within the guise of our story, Chew, we, we now have 
Bishop seeing Kaz again. Yeah. Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben. Oh. I love the whole bit with him talking about he helped some elderly gentlemen make some free phone calls, and it turns out it was the mob, but Bishop's... <laughs> Bishop says, organized crime? And he goes, don't kid yourself. It's not that organized. They're not that organized. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it's not that organized is a great line. Which, honestly, that's a fair statement. Because any mob movie you've ever watched, shit fucking goes down. And if it was organized, right. the shit wouldn't go down. <laughs> so, there you go. Easy, Chew. You're going to get a hit put out on you. <laughs> fucking fuck. <laughs> Shall we? Take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what did you think of the whole set piece? Because they, you know, it's one of those things where it's like the evil genius catches you but doesn't kill you. But to me, it's all motivated because of what happened before. Yeah. Because he puts his alias into the computer data bank. And yeah. he's like, I'm going to fuck you like you fucked me. And they just dump him. But the whole finding of Playtronics because of Whistler. It, where they're doing it through just hearing. Yeah. How good is that? Come on. That was good. That was really fun. I mean, I and fucking he's like, loved it. Yeah. And he's like, well, what did you hear? Did you go over a bridge? I mean, they're in San Francisco. So that's a fair fucking question. Right. At the top of your list of questions. He's like, sure. Four bridges. Yeah, probably went over a bridge. Yeah. So Was the really, Golden uh, Gate fogged in? Yeah. Did you hear a foghorn? No. No. <laughs> they just start eliminating shit? Yeah. That was good. Seams in the pavement, and I love the cocktail party. Yeah. I was like, I wonder whether, I wonder how that's going to go down. It was fucking it sounded geese. like a cocktail party. It's like, <laughs> What? <laughs> But Whistler knows. He's like, make a turn here. He's like, yeah. there's a cocktail party at like, a how left the fuck turn. would he know there were birds down there? He's a he's a worldly man. He's the Whistler. Yeah. So. Sounds like a comic book villain. But there's so the much great shit. Like, so they find Playtronics. They know that this is the front for Cosmo's illegal, nefarious biddings. Yeah. Um. So they have to do, they find out who's in the office next to them, which, come on, Chew, Stephen Tobolowski. Do you, you know that actor, right? Yes. He has his own podcast. Does he really? Yeah. I bet it's awesome. The Tobolowski, what is it, Files, I think? It's just all stories of like him in Hollywood. Nice. Um, he's such a good actor. What's the... <sighs> I keep picturing him in a scene where he's like a door salesman. Groundhog Day? Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank, th- thank you he for sells knowing what insurance. the fuck I was... Yeah, th- there you go. That's the all-time best comedic and I'm pretty sure improved punch scene where he, where Bill Murray says, Ned, and just punches him. Because... <laughs> yeah. Tobolowski does this thing where he spins around and then falls over so that, like, his face is right in... Like, it's sublime how perfect it is. That was good. And I'm pretty sure he improvised it. I think I remember hearing that somewhere along the way. I fucking love that movie. Oh, it's so good. Is it too early for flapjacks? (laughs) 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 Ah. I love that his license plate says 180 IQ. <laughs> yeah. He has the neatest garbage in the history. Like, And when they're like describing him, they're finding out all the information about him. He does this. He does that. He goes here. He does this. He pays all his bills on time. You know, and yeah. Robert Redford just kind of rolls his eyes at one point and he goes, great. The world's most boring human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he was. He really was. He was droll. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's that psycho that rolls up his, his toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Do you do that? I think you do that. No. To throw it away? 
Yeah. No. Like get every little last bit of toothpaste. You might be that person. Well, I'm going to get as much toothpaste out as I can. Sure. Exactly. What, are you just throwing out half-filled tubes of fucking toothpaste like an animal? No, I don't roll it up, but I squeeze it. Yeah. Like, I'm doing just... weird weird things with my hands right now, which nobody can see. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I press up at the top. Yeah, And then most every time, way too much comes out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, when you're trying to get that last bit and you kind of like thumb it from both sides you yeah, could that. shit can really go wrong <laughs> where yeah. you you push up yeah. and it goes <laughs> <laughs> where you had way more in there than you thought yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but i don't roll it up like a psychopath but after one or two of those i'm done okay that's fair yeah i feel better about being your friend now <laughs> <laughs> like maybe like i feel better about you not being a serial killer like i didn't think you were but the percentage of you not being one just went up a little went bit. up a bit yeah Excellent. Yeah. Oh, I'm making a chew skin suit. (laughs) (laughs) Got the plans all drawn up. It's going to be good. Oh, fuck. Well, uh, again, we talked about this with uh, Lake Placid, the joke hit rate. Yeah. The joke hit rate in this movie is like top fucking notch. Yeah. Top tier. They do not fuck up a single joke in this movie. And they're delivered. Damn it. They're delivered really well. (laughs) If they catch us, why would we turn ourselves in now? If they catch us, we're going to just take 20 years in the electric chair. (laughs) Yeah. Kennedy, Kennedy's like, are you telling me now that the CIA killed Kennedy? And they're like, no, they didn't kill him. They just shot him. He's still alive. He's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> or no, the NSA, not yeah. the CIA. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then I love, uh, you know, they've researched, uh, what's his name? Warner Brandis. Tobolowski, they've researched him. They have Liz set up, which is also, again, another great joke because she finds that toothpaste tube. Yeah. She's like, she's guys, like, guys, <laughs> the man, look at the, like they're talking about the neatest garbage. She's like the person who folded up this tube of toothpaste, he doesn't want somebody. Uh, what, what what was the word that, that Carl used? Buff or something like that? Yeah. Something like, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, she doesn't want somebody buff. He wants somebody refined, <laughs> somebody anal. Yeah. And, they and everyone's all look like straight at her. What's that? <laughs> oh, meticulous, refined anal. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do what? <laughs> Well, then we got, I mean, basically right after that, because you have a little bit of training, too. Like, they find the box, uh, they buy the box or get one on loan for uh, the voice print. And yeah. Then, and then the thing with the the heat sensors. Oh, my God. He's like, you're going to have to go, what is it, two inches a second or yeah. a minute or something? It's like, we're going to probably have to raise the temperature to 98.6 degrees. Either way, you can move about two inches per second. Uh, otherwise... Uh, big guys with guns, but you'll probably do fine. (laughs) He's like, you can put the neoprene suit on, but you'll probably suffocate to death. So you'll be fine. (laughs) Oh, well, and then they get into Playtronics. So there's that. I mean, this last set piece is pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Yep. He they're going in and out of the vents. Yeah. To get in, well, one of it, well, uh, Carl is Robert right. Phoenix, and um, yeah, Robert Redford goes in with his uh, his voice, well, recognition thing. They got a recording yeah. of Warner Brandis, and uh, makes it into his office, gets through the the vent, gets into the main office, and then he has to go real fucking 
Slow. I love it when they realize that Werner Brandis has found out that Liz is not saying who she is because they right. were set up on a you know computer date. Yeah. <laughs> who is it? Is it Sydney Poitier? Is it is it Crease that says, or is it Mother that says you're going to have to hurry up? And he's like, the one thing I can't do <laughs> is hurry up. <laughs> And he's so slow. They must have like slowed down that that oh, shot. Amazing. That was fucking funny. Well, and, and he ends up getting it. So yeah, and, then, and all yeah. of that's timed out really well. Like, like I feel you know sometimes in movies it would be like he's just at the desk. Yeah. When they're like coming through the door or whatever. Right. But he's actually up in the ceiling for quite some time while they're coming in. He has to get his stuff out of Werner's office and back up into the ceiling. And all of that's really great. Um, But then Liz kind of lets it slip about computer dating. And he's like, computer matched you with him? I don't think so. Marty. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Good shit. It was good. Oh, man. But I think one of my favorite parts... Because a lot of this was hinging on the fact that he wanted to hurt Marty, but he never wanted to kill him. And he says, like, I can't kill my friend. Then he looks at his henchman, kill my friend. Yeah. (laughs) And he leaves the office. But when Redford is like, you didn't think I was really going to let you have this box, did you? (laughs) He goes, yeah. Or whatever he says. He's like, start pointing his gun at him. And he goes, now. What? Now, you're goddamn right now. Now, Carl. <laughs> Carl jumps yeah, to the ceiling. Yeah. And they get the guns. He's like, Carl, what the hell were you waiting for? He's like, that's not easy what I just did. <laughs> what a great fucking like, line. He kind of like amps himself up in yeah. the vents. Like, <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now, did you see the very end coming? On top of the roof, in terms of like giving back the box. Um, I guess I, I wasn't surprised. I didn't think that they were going to kill each other. Uh huh. I I didn't think that. I, but did you did you see the fake out coming, where he gives him the fake box instead of the real box? I yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, why not? You got two box. You must have. You got two boxes in there. Right. Yeah. Do a little switchy switch. The classic switcheroo. Fucking Cosmo, right. man. Come on. You saw a lot of shit, but not that, dummy. Nope. Also, though, like, he, when he found out, like, Martin was probably still at the bottom of the ladder. Like, look over and start <laughs> shooting. Yeah. <laughs> but he can't, because he's a chicken shit. Right. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Cosmo. We're almost done. Chew. Talk to me. James Earl Jones, the oh. final scene in this movie. Just Give it, it to me. Just, I just great. love it when he shows up. It's amazing. I just fucking love it. It's so good. I will say HBO Max, because that's what we watched it on. Mm-hmm. HBO Max uh, glitched out <gasps> in that scene and it kept just re- like uh, recycling like five seconds of that scene. So I had to skip oh, forward a tiny bit. Yeah. I did it in the uh in another episode we're about to do. Um so same <laughs> thing. I had to like skip forward a little bit because it just kept repeating and repeating. What is going um, on at your house? You can't see the end of Let It Ride. You get repeated viewings of fucking five seconds of sneakers. <laughs> Fix your shit over there. I don't know. We're at the bottom of a hill. Well, that's typically what we blame it on. <laughs> just at the bottom of this fucking hill the signal it could be better it could be better along with all your neighbors and your fucking street traffic oh nothing compared to the whore that lives next to you so (laughs) i feel really bad about saying what (laughs) she's not a whore i don't know that i just said it because you said it she's just trying to live her life she's actually doing nothing wrong but i don't use my garbage disposal 12 times a day (laughs) i True. What are you what are you doing over there? I retract the whore comment. That was rude. 
and uncalled for. Horror or horror? The second one. That's what you said? Yeah. I thought you said horror. I should have just gone with that. Wow. I think we all know I didn't say that, though. I said the bad one. <laughs> that was not nice. And I'm sorry, and I take it back. All right, fine. Maybe just edit it out. All right. We'll of like what you it. saw of James Earl Jones, it was all fucking magic. Love him. Come on. A national treasure. They all barter for their bits. Yep. Clean up He's my like record. He's like a Winnebago. <laughs> well, yeah. I love I love how Dan Aykroyd first says it, too. He's so nervous. His hands are up in the air. He's like, I want a Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end, he's like, burgundy interior. <laughs> yeah, horrible, by the way. Just fucking <laughs> disgusting. And Tahiti. Yeah. That's not in Europe. Tahiti's not Tahiti. in Europe. Listen, sir. When you have the box, you can give geography lessons. Until then, this man goes to Tahiti. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and God bless Carl. He gets just his, wanted gets a phone, phone number. number. Yeah. And she gives a real phone number, not a 555. Yeah. She was all about it. She's like, oh, fuck yeah. What She's up? giving it up. Yeah. <laughs> giving it up. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's good shit. <laughs> Peace on earth and goodwill towards men for Whistler. Yeah. And he's like, we no, don't do that. We're, we're, we're the government. United States we government. Do we do not do that. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably the truest thing that's come out of that movie. Oh, that is man. a fact. And then, of course, you have Liz. <laughs> Fucking James Earl Jones, who's so great. He's like, what would? What do you want? <laughs> she goes, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> None for me, thanks. <laughs> All right. This movie's fucking great. Yeah. Good movie. The record stays intact. Yeah. What, Young Chu, is your drinking game for sneakers? Oh, every time there's a good joke. Oh. Well, I have at least 41 of them. You're, you're okay, so this will be the last hospital. movie you ever see. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Mine was... Or, no. Ooh. I change it. Oh, my God. What are you going to do? Every time uh, Dan Aykroyd shares a conspiracy theory. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, mine was going to be every time they steal something. Oh, nice. Spread out. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. a good one. All right. I got to get uh, some more polls up in the field. We haven't put one out in a long time. I don't think since like Wild Wild West. Oof. It's been a while. That feels like an age ago. <laughs> Which is fine because the Happy longer we go. That movie. I can't... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything left for you? On the subject of sneakers, other than, no. you know, of course, wanting to thank me. Yeah, thank you. And go watch it if you haven't watched it. Fucking A. Recommend. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. If you have something to add to the conversation of sneakers, including whether or not you thought it was about tennis shoes, <laughs> please find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. <laughs> Send us an email to everything sequel. God damn it. God. Wrong one. Damn it. <laughs> You're just so busy. It's Son hard to keep up. Bitch. Please send <laughs> us an email to the How Dare You Podcast at gmail.com for Lady Chu of Tua T Fitness. Chance here. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Say goodbye, Chu. Good day. <laughs> Excellent. That was nice. Yeah. Can't even say you fucked it up as much as I'd like to. <laughs> I feel good about that one. All right. I'm in a decent mood. Good day, madam. Later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a little rude. <laughs> See ya. Perfect. So long, everyone.
I've got a shit ton of background noise. Hold on. Okay. Who's riding fucking skateboards right now? Damn. Or maybe that's a plane. Or both. Maybe it's kids riding their skateboards on an airplane. <laughs> Little fuckers. <laughs> fuckers. Ugh, fucking Like, who, who's going down the street right now? Literally, fuck off and die. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like a fucking truck stop. Go away. <laughs> and we're back. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs>